How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Flag, Aflag, you on that set with, with Rob Briggle. What is that experience? What was that like? Y'all must have been cracking up. No, we really was. It, it was a lot of laughing, actually. Rob Riggle is hysterical. <laughs> Now, stay with the fan for this special program. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Final and the results are not good from Chicago's neighborhood dump. A 5-3 Brewers loss. Welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen, Austin, Texas, alongside tonight. And the Brewers, uh, well, their woes continue as now a three-game losing streak as the crew at 1-3 uh, after the excitement on opening day and the comeback and the extra frames and the whole nine yards, you've lost uh, three consecutive games and uh, the offense still waiting to get on track. And I think they will. I mean, we, we need to show a little patience. I understand it's uh, starting to get a little frustrating, that's for sure, as uh, the Brewers fall 5-3 in this one. Brett Anderson uh, boy, they got to him in the fourth inning. And Devin Williams, a little bump in the road there as well, as uh, he gives up a run in his only uh, outing. Actually hit uh, hit a man, too, hit Contreras in the head. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, he was removed from the game. That is uh, Devin Williams. Just enough's enough. And uh, J.P. Fireisen was called upon to uh, get him out. But a little bit more on the frustrating side for the offense, more than anything else. For example, a Keston Hira. And, and again, I don't know if, if we're going to solve that issue here by, by just an off day or not, which I think is warranted. It's, it's time to, Keston to, to have Keston just take a little breather here. Kid is 0 for 15 with eight strikeouts to start the season. I mean, we thought last year was bad. We thought last year was bad with Christian Yelich, one for 27 with 12 strikeouts. Keston's going to make a run at that thing if, if he doesn't watch himself. And, and you know, the thing is about uh, Hira right now is he's getting pitches to hit, and that, that's the bigger problem, not necessarily the results, but it's, it's, it's what he's not doing up there in terms of getting a good swing on it. 
I mean, that, that to me is the, is the biggest of all the problems with Keston Hira. But, yeah, the Brewers fall again. Game one of a three-game set in Chicago. Game one of a six-game road trip to Chicago and St. Louis. Tough little schedule here to start out the 2021 championship season. Want to get your thoughts uh, where the frustration level might be for you guys at 414-799-1250. I am still going to show some patience here. It is, after all, just four games in, but oh so reminiscent about last season, isn't it, in terms of the offense? It is sort of reminiscent of that. I'm going to give some time here as, uh, you know, again, we're looking at uh, a handful of games here, but it does have that wiggle way in the back of my brain here that, oh, man, this is kind of the same as last year. Um, what can you do about it? Well, there are some things you can do about it. And Keston here needs to just sit and watch a game, uh, number one, or gets moved down in the order. And and you can start right there with, with Keston. Christian Yelich is not lighting things up either. Uh, Colton Wong seems to be 0-2 just about every at-bat. He's holding his own. He's doing what he can do. But it seems he's he's uh, hit hitting from behind counts uh, almost every time up there. Uh, the strikeouts are still there. And uh, Omar Narvaez, although that is a little bit of a bonus here, has got five hits on the season, having a nice year so far. And that's a, that's a bounce-back sort of candidate as we compare this year's offense to last year's. But let's go back into our game recap. A little frustrating loss again. It's because of the offense, indeed, and, and you guys know that. Although the pitching, you know, Brett Anderson... You put them in a hole, and you don't get to their starter. I mean, this is this has been the theme here. You're playing from behind just about, well, every game. I mean, in all honesty, it's been all four of these games that the Brewers uh, have been playing from behind. Tough to make some confident in the driver's seat decisions when you're chasing runs every single night. Something's, the worm's got to turn. Uh, as the saying goes, go back to the uh, first inning when this thing got going at 640. Brewers in order, a couple of ground outs. Uh, Braun and Hira, Yelich, a strikeout to end that first inning. Cubs, one, two, three in the bottom half. About nine pitches for Brett Anderson. Uh, got a pop-up, a line-out, and a ground ball to first base. Keston Hira, Although you would say the one was a was a little iffy, a little dicey in this game, he he played decently at first, so I, I will give him that. But boy, I don't know if uh, you can remove the definition of liability there defensively for Keston Hira, but we'll see. We'll see. Had a nice slap tag in this game as well. Brewers one two three in the second inning, another strikeout that was Urias uh, to the bottom of the second, six up, six down for the Brewers offense. Brett Anderson returns that favor. Three up, three down in the second. Six up, six down into the third. Keston had a nice play. As I said, that slap tag. Uh, as we head into the third inning at that point, three up, three down, nine up, nine down for the Brewers offense. Anderson, hey, three up, three uh, down, nine up, nine down for both teams. Again, same as Saturday night, huh? Wow. Three up, three down for the Brewers in that fourth inning tonight. couple of strikeouts. Keston Hira and Yelich. Keston, fastball swing and a miss. Fastball swing and a miss. Slider in the dirt, swing and a miss. 
At that point, he was 0 for 13 with 7 Ks to start the season. Bottom of the fourth inning, they get to Brett Anderson in that fourth inning. He allows four runs, a leadoff walk to Hap, Contreras a two-run shot. And that, well, for for those of you on no-hit watch, that lost not only the the perfect game with the walk, but the no-hitter and the shutout with that two-run bomb, two-zip. He gets Bryant and Rizzo, then Baez and Bodie back-to-back, three homers in that fourth inning tonight, guys. And, you know, when when I took inventory after that four-run fourth inning, they had three extra base hits, so the three home runs. That matched the total for the Brewers' offense for the year with extra base hits. The Brewers, going into that fourth inning, only had three extra base hits, a couple of doubles and JBJ's solo shot yesterday, and the Cubs matched that with three home runs in that four-run fourth inning. Oh, man. Uh, to the fifth inning, uh, three up, three down, 15 up, 15 down for the Brewers' offense. Ouch. Four zip to the bottom of the fifth inning. Anderson gives up a leadoff double in the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, the pitcher Williams then strikes out, doesn't get the bunt down. Uh, Hap then bunts. The runner moves to third. He's thrown out at first base. They give him a sacrifice bunt on that. With one out and a man on second base, where on earth do you get off giving a, a sacrifice bunt on on that sort of situation? Clearly bunting for a base hit. Man, baseball has changed. Whoa. Um, not, not sure why they did that ground ball. Uh, Anderson gets out of it. Uh, game was really moving into that sixth inning and the Brewers, uh, break up the no hitter. Omar Narvaez, uh, goes the opposite way, beating the shift to lead off that sixth inning. Skunk was out of the box. Those of you watched on, uh, Valley sports, Wisconsin, you heard, uh, a, a Pretty comical conversation between B.A. and and Bill Schroeder on uh, where that term came from. And (laughs) B.A. was saying, I'd never heard that. I mean, did did Schroeder make it up? Some sort of fishing thing, apparently. But very entertaining uh, for those guys. Arcia then with a line drive rocket to center for the first out. Anderson uh, is removed for Vogelbach. One out, one on. Uh, Vogelbach, uh, 0 for 3 in pinch-hitting appearances thus far this season, and it stays 0 for 3 because he draws a walk. Now runners at first and second with just the one out for Colton Wong. Wong then is hit by the pitch to load the bases with one out. Sort of game on the line here. You want to get back in the game here. Bases loaded, one out for Keston Hira. One of your guys, offensively, or at least what that's what we're being told, and I still believe it, by the way. Uh, big, big spot there. Bases loaded, one out in that sixth inning. Swings and misses at the first pitch fastball right down the middle. And this is one of the bigger problems with Keston here. It's not necessarily the, the slow start, but it's it's how he's getting to that slow start. That's just amazing. I mean, Keston, I don't know what you're looking for. Obvious by the swing, you're looking for a fastball. You get one right down the middle. I, I can't help you. I mean, you're doing everything right until you miss the baseball. Um, about 89 miles an hour. Uh, count then ultimately goes to one and two, and an inning-ending double play, 0 for 14, seven strikeouts for Keston Hira to that point. 
bottom of the six, four zip, Yardley coming in. Yardley into some trouble in that bottom of the sixth inning. A leadoff walk. Um, then Rizzo flies out to left. Then he hits Baez in the kneecap. Two on, one out. And uh, he gets Bodie to hit into the inning-ending double play. That was big. Holding it right there at four to zip into the seventh inning. And the Brewers back at it with traffic to start the frame in that seventh inning. A leadoff walk to Yelich Garcia. Then with a base hit, two on, nobody out. And that's going to do it for the uh, Cubs starter, Trevor Williams. Six-plus innings of work. Jackie Bradley Jr., a ground ball. Kind of ate up Bodie a little bit. Uh, he did record the out at first base. Runners second and third with just the one out for Urias. And he strikes out for the second out of that inning. But Omar, don't let him off the hook. Omar with a fast start to the 2021 season. And, man, he got the Brewers right back into it. He went straight up right now. It's about as straight up as you're going to see. There's a swing and a drive into right field. Hit well. And Narvaez sends it out of here. Three-run home run. Omar Narvaez with a hot bat. Just like that, the Brewers are right back in it. It's a one-run game as Narvaez hits his first clout of the season. Uh, so you think that box double play wasn't a big play for the Brewers? They get the double play, then the strikeout inning over. Narvaez gets to face the right-hander because he's got to face a minimum of three. And Narvaez pops one out of here to right. Yeah, that new rule instituted last year, it, it forced the righty-lefty matchup right there to the benefit of the Brewers, and Omar Narvaez makes him pay as, uh, you know, he's, uh, again, that bounce-back candidate off to a nice start to the 21 campaign. A three-run home run makes it 4-3 to three in the seventh inning, got us a ball game now. That really did uh, help things out. They would have gone lefty-lefty right there. Arcia then with a base hit, his first hit of the season. Uh, that keeps the uh, inning alive. Billy McKinney now to pinch hit right there as uh, David Ross now has seen enough. He goes to the lefty. Council counters by pulling back McKinney, going to Daniel Robertson, and Robertson strikes out to end the threat. But 4-3, bottom of the seventh inning, Looks like uh, Devin Williams gets his appearance in the 21 campaign. A leadoff walk. Fourth straight inning. The leadoff man has been on for the Chicago Cubs. Going back to that fourth inning. A uh, walk in the fourth. A double in the fifth. A walk in the sixth. Now a walk here uh, in that seventh inning. Uh, And again, uh, Williams into some trouble. A stolen base right there. And a fly ball to right. Moves that runner over to third base with just the one out. For Eric Sogard. And Eric Sogard. You know, they showed Eric Sogard in a Cub uniform early in the uh, game. The first thing I said was, that's got RBI double written all over it late in the game. You knew it was coming, right? You just had that feeling it was coming. He goes down and gets a changeup from Devin Williams and stings him for an RBI triple to make it five to three and here we go again the good pitch he went and golfed it um okay let's let's address that right now I heard uh, both the tv and the radio calls and the announcers analyzing that particular pitch 
The result of that was not good, an RBI triple. But here we go again. A good pitch doesn't result in an RBI triple. If you're saying this is a results-based business, then we go on the result. Do we not? And the result was not good. It was an Eric Sogard RBI triple. That uh, gives the Cubs some insurance, 5-3. Williams gets a strikeout for the second out of the inning. Then he hits Contreras in the head. And uh, Williams is taken out of the game right there, first and third. One in, two outs, gives way to uh, J.P. Fireisen. Fireisen having a good year, summoned in for his third appearance, gets that final out with a pop-up. Uh, Sogard did make it hurt in that seventh inning, 5-3 to three into the eighth inning. And the Brewers strike out in order on 10 pitches. Wong, Hira, Yelich, Keston Hira 0 for 15 with eight strikeouts to start this campaign, guys. Not a good situation for the new Brewers' first baseman. Fire eyes in a scoreless eighth inning. Uh, inning and a third scoreless for J.P. That's his third appearance scoreless. And uh, Brewers go down in order in that ninth inning off Alec Mills. And there's your final 5-3. It's Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. When does the uh, frustration kind of step in for you guys? Because I'm a little frustrated, not overly uh, overreacting here for me. I'm going to show a little more patience. Uh, but, but again, that little wiggle way in the back of your mind, it says, is this going to be like last year's offense? Throw, I'll throw out some numbers uh, about this offense both last year and then uh, just for fun, I'll throw in a couple of the uh, Cactus League numbers, but... Uh, you'll see that they are vastly different. However, this year, a little bit, a uh, uh, little bit more like last year, at least to start. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to Ryan in uh, Oak Creek. You're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show. How frustrated are you? Yeah, I would normally be listening to the um, post game show on Valley Sports Wisconsin, but um, I'm tired of hearing. Count to say every night that uh, this, this starting pitch is freaking good. And right now, I'm at the point where I want to, I'm on the Andy Haynes plan. We're going to be inspired, fired him. Okay, <laughs> good, good enough. Good enough, Brian. I, I know that you're frustrated with the offense, right? Yeah, it, it, and again, I, I get that a little bit, but still, I, I have to say, I think this offense is decent. I do, despite this start. I mean, they were hitting collectively like a buck seventy-six coming into this game. Well, this game didn't help matters uh, to to raise things um, a whole hell of a lot here. Uh, the run production here now you get six runs, you get no runs, you get two runs, and now you get three runs, six, seven, eight, eleven runs total in four uh, games thus far this season. So. I mean, you're not even at three runs a game, guys. It will kind of level off a little bit. Now, the Andy Haynes thing, uh, that's the Brewers hitting coach. That came up yesterday. Uh, I don't know if we want to overreact quite yet on that. We'll, We'll see. I mean, hey, as I said yesterday, um. And and I'm not saying it's going to happen here, and and I'd be shocked if it did. But uh, hitting coaches have been known to be released mid-season, or in in the midst of a season, whether it's early, mid, or late. I don't see that happening here. These guys are clearly pressing. 
Um, there are some lineup shuffles I think that will that council will continue to make, and we'll we'll find out. They'll get it together. They're going to have their days, but I'm going to show a little more patience, and I'm probably not uh, one that tends to show an extended period of patience. But I am in this case. Just just chill. Just I I think I'm I'm going to take this stance. I'm going to give it that 2025 games. And I'm going to see where we're at at that point. But it is frustrating. No question about it. Get the table set with a couple of runners aboard, nobody out. Get the table set, bases loaded, one out. Just looking for the big blast. You got one tonight, and that was Omar Narvaez. But outside of that, got to get the ball and play a little bit more. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up uh, by the time we're out of here. And uh, hopefully... Uh, solve this frustration thing that's going on here. It's Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show. Tim Allen, Austin, Texas, is producing the show tonight. Brewers fall, game one of a three-game set, 5-3 the final. And you're listening to 1250 AM, The Fan, and Odyssey Station. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. Let's find out who had the play of the game during today's game on the fan. All right, welcome back. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. 5-3, Brewers fall. Game one of this three-game set in Chicago. Man, I hate losing to that team. It is, uh, I, I will say this, longtime listeners of this show, you guys know exactly where I feel about the absolute, from a fan standpoint, sitting right here in front of this microphone, there is not another team that's even close to, to me disliking that Cub team. It's it's almost like I just can't handle it. I, I, I just, I, I may lose, uh, hopefully, just mere seconds of, of my life after each uh, Brewers loss to the Cubs. But it probably is going to end up with hours or days on each loss. Because of just it, it, it affects me that way. They fall in this one five three the final and the same old song and dance here for this Brewers offense. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to stay patient a little bit here. Uh, do you have the patience with this offense after what you did see last year? Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, talking a little Brewers baseball here after the ball game. Austin, you got some patience, don't you? Austin, Texas. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. It's just, it's too early. Too early to start hitting the panic I, button. I, I, yeah, I guess you do. But that where I have just a little bit of a a funny feeling is that wiggle way in the back of your mind. You guys know what I'm talking about. It just seems a little reminiscent. I'm going to hope there's no connection to last year. That you get off to a rough start and it just snowballs and you're a, you're a crappy offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to lie and say that it's not hanging around there in the back of my mind because it's definitely something I've thought about after you know the, the season we went through last year. But we just have too many good hitters for them to not be some Perform. at least somewhat good. You know, yeah, not not yeah, this there's... bad. They're they're too good to be this bad. I just, uh, you know, you, you got the you got the bigger hit tonight, and let's get to that, the play of the game here, uh, as uh, Omar Narvaez was up with a couple of runners aboard. He went straight up right now. It's about as straight up as you're going to see. There's a swing and a drive into right field. Hit well, and Narvaez safe. 
run, home run. Omar Narvaez with a hot bat. Just like that, the Brewers are right back in it. It's a one-run game as Narvaez hits his first clout of the season. Uh, so you think that box double play wasn't a big play for the Brewers? Yeah, that was big right there. That as heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin, Brian Anderson, Bill Schroeder on that call as uh, the Brewers do ultimately get only those three runs on that blast right there. I'm, I'm going to say to you guys that had predicted that the Brewers were not going to be that good so far. Uh, just And again, it's through the four games. They're one and three here. Uh, but so far, you're tracking right. Now, we'll keep our eyes on that. There's no doubt. But if, you, if, you're, if, if, if you're contesting, if you will, with a lot of us uh, optimistic Brewer fans, and you were one that was maybe a little, I won't say pessimistic, but maybe you saw it as, you know, maybe a, um, a more realistic kind of projection for this team this year. So far, you're on it. But I will say outside of today, the starting pitching has held them in all the ball games. You know, and four through five innings is, is not is is not good for Brent Anderson. I mean they they uh they teed off on the on the uh four run fourth inning. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty as um uh, the Brewers fall five three. I'm going to stay a little bit more on the patient side. I will uh, because guys like Garcia, Yelich, Hira, Kane, Bradley, Wong, Narvaez they're too good to average less than three runs a game. I don't see it continuing. That's me. I know it's frustrating. Uh, let's go to Waukesha. I would say hello to Mike. Mike, you're on the fan. What's up? Hey, Jim. Um, it's frustrating for me. I'll tell you, as a baseball fan, as a, I've been a baseball fan since I was a little kid. I used to go to bed with my transistor radio before we had the Brewers, and I'd try to get WJR out of Detroit get a late coast game and just listen to a coast baseball game at 10 o'clock at night when I was supposed to be sleeping. So I was a diehard baseball fan all my life. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on the fringe right now uh, because of the fact that uh, uh, we've gone to Bally Sports Station. And, and for those of us that can't afford a $200 a month cable bill or, or uh, select uh, satellite TV bill, uh, we don't get to see the games, so I, I'm pretty much now radio only. And um, I guess, you know, they're losing me right now, and it's because it's, I, I still love the Brewers. I try to listen to them, but uh, they're losing me because it's it, this, this Craig Council with this home run stuff, and don't worry, Kevin Hero's going to hit a lot of home runs. Maybe we should be telling this kid to worry more about making contact instead of mm-hmm. swinging for the home runs. And, and the same thing with Yelich. Make contact. Put the ball in play. Nobody's putting the ball in play anymore. Everybody's going for home runs. And, and, then, you, and then you sit back and you look at a pitching staff that why is it we're always looking at one, two counts and oh, and two counts, and, yeah. and our pitchers are always nibbling. And it's like we're always behind in the count, and everybody's looking at a 3-1 count or a 2. It's frustrating to see the way they're playing the game right now, and I hope to God it changes because I, I don't know how much longer I can listen to this stuff. I, I, you know, it's just, 
I can't see. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe that's why I don't get to see it anymore is because of my frustration. But it's really, it's this game has changed so much, and it's just so disappointing to see these guys going down on strikes constantly, and they're not not putting the ball in play. It's ridiculous. Oh, Mike, let me let listen. me ask you this, Mike. Hold on here. Let me let me ask you this. I don't know if you caught the show yesterday. I was giving a lot of credit and a lot of praise to the Minnesota Twins organization because. That to me, I noticed in in not only last year but this year, and what what I what I see of the Minnesota Twins. Just if there's a game on, I watch it. If there's the highlight shows, I watch it. I will say this: the Minnesota Twins are a little bit uh, more adept, almost to the point where, Mike, it seems like they're a throwback team. They they like to to put a little pressure on you. They'll they'll steal a base. They'll hit behind. They'll sacrifice themselves. They'll uh they'll they'll be patient when they need to. They hit for average. They they go on base. They hit for contact. Their strikeouts are within reason. I mean that's almost like a a throwback to a Philadelphia Phillies Mike Schmidt type team in the seventies. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, Jim. I I it's not that I don't. I like Craig Council. I believe Craig Council is a good manager, but it kind of surprises me that he doesn't do some of the same things, especially when his team is struggling. Do something to get something started. I don't care if it's trying to bunt for a base hit or, yep. or like yep. you said, stealing a base or something like that. But I really, you know, I'll just never forget, I believe it was George Bamberger that came in here, and he was a, he was a pitching coach, I believe, with Baltimore, and he was, became the manager for the Brewers. And I'll never forget him coming in here, and we have teams, that gave up the most walks in the league the year before. And he told these guys, I want you throwing strikes. If they hit it over the fence, they hit it over the fence. But I don't want you walking, people. I want to see you throw strikes. And he was so successful. He took that team up into the 80s. They won. It was probably the first time I ever saw a Brewer team win 80-some games in a year and stuff like that. And he made it fun to watch. And this garbage, I just was so sick of this. Nibbling, nibbling, oh, low and outside, oh, low and outside, oh, that one's high. Nobody goes after the hitters except Corbin Burns, maybe. They don't, yeah. they're not aggressive enough, and I, I would just like to see that a little more. All right, yep. took up enough of your time. Thanks, Tim. No, you're, you're good, Mike. I, 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 uh, I really enjoy a, a good baseball conversation for sure. A uh, couple things. One is the aggressive nature of pitchers. We, we talk about the hitters, but you're right. The aggressive nature of pitching has changed also, and we need to keep that in mind. So this isn't all on the hitters here, as as baseball has morphed and changed over the years. This isn't just about uh, the offense. It is uh, a 3-1 count and a 3-2 count, and you're getting junk consistently. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Uh, that part of it, I, I would hate to be, uh, you know, a hitter in these cases. And these guys, you don't know when they're going to get aggressive. You knew before it was mano a mano. It was, I'm, I'm going to challenge you here. Now we're seeing for, uh, an, an example of that would be the cat and mouse game Devin Williams is having is or is going to have this season. You saw Eric Sogard sit on the change. You know it's dropping. You know to look down there and dig. Go to digging. It's going to be down there. And, and at that point, it's it's not about location. It's about timing. 
Devin's going to have to readjust on this. And, he, and we, I think I noticed it just a little bit here today in his first outing. And, and of course, I want to get a, a better look with some uh, you know handful of appearances. But I know he's been working on a slider. I don't think he threw it today. Um, but the guy can gas 97. People, the, this, these offenses are going to start to look for his changeup. It's not going to be... It's still going to be a devastating pitch, don't get me wrong. But he is going to get hurt by it at times when the offense is looking for it. So change, change to their change. And Devin Williams, I think, is going to do that. So, yeah, Mike, the the, the game is different. Now, in terms of the TV, that part is probably more frustrating than the Brewers' offense, honestly. This is about 100% greed. Why you guys cannot watch a Brewers baseball game in the market they're located, in the state they're located at times. Because everybody needs to make make some money for every little thing they do. It has to be measured in the money you pay to watch a baseball game, doesn't it? It can't be measured in that intangible, let's build the product up, because in my estimation... TV is TV. You guys sell the revenue. The actual game is a big, long, nice commercial for your product. And that's the team. We shouldn't have to pay too much to get that as fans. We shouldn't. Because we're watching their commercial three hours a night. You get host of an exclusive commercial for your product for three hours a night. And you even want to charge for that. You want to charge us for watching a commercial for your product. It just never used to be like that. Just an all-out greed. Figure it out, guys. Find some way to get everybody to watch Brewers baseball. I mean, that's that's some craziness going on there. And I don't know. I got to admit, I don't I don't know all the ins and outs of you know the Hulu's and the. <laughs> Of all the different platforms uh, everyone is is, uh, absorbing Brewers baseball on or has been. But uh, I do know this, that to charge you guys to watch their own commercials, I I don't know. That's not how you get people addicted to your product. You get people addicted to your product when Yelly is, you got a close-up of Yelly and he's smiling after hitting a two-run double. That's how you get a 12-year-old addicted in going to get his bobblehead on Sundays and asking mom and dad to spend a lot of money to take that kid to go get that bobble and observe that game. Because when that kid goes to college, gets an education, gets a good job, because that's what kids should do these days, um, then they can spend their money with their kids. See, it's just cyclical. And if you cut that off... If you, if you cut all that off, like Mike just said there, it's radio only, and his, his um, addiction to Brewers baseball is going to wean. It's, it's, it's going to start dropping off because I think there's sight and sound. I love baseball on radio, don't get me wrong, but there is something to be said about sight and the sound of baseball. We need it in Wisconsin, whether it's Sinclair, whether it's Hulu or whether I don't care who it is, figure it out. Guys, figure it out. Austin, what do you have? 
Well, the problem with some of this is, is obviously with some of these streaming services, you're not able to watch it on TV because they haven't had the agreement yet. So other people are like, oh, well, I'll just I'll buy the MLB ballpark app where you can watch, you know, your teams through the app. Well, if you're in Wisconsin, however, yep, it blacks it out. So yep. you buy it for no reason unless you're traveling out of state and you can watch it then. But to, you know, to allow those blackouts, then, you know, that takes away from people being able to watch these games. If you're not going to give it to them on their streaming platforms, at least take away the blackouts yep. if you want to pay for it. Through MLB itself, if, if, right? If if you want to pay the money, and see that's why technology and these streaming platforms has actually over the years given us a bonus. To whereas we would have no way of watching uh, some of these games, but now the the fact, and even though we have to pay for it a little bit, at least we have the option of making that decision. But in this case, no. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It's just crazy. It, it really is. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Brewers fall tonight. Game one of a three-game set against that team. Yeah, down south. As uh, the Brewers now one in three to start the twenty twenty-one championship season. A little frustrating on the offensive side. Got a few numbers here to get to uh, after the break. We'll hear from Craig Council. Still a lot to get to. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Yeah, welcome back. It is a uh, Brewers loss here, 5-3. The final, Brett Anderson got beat up pretty good in that fourth inning, allowing uh, three home runs. Uh, the uh, the bigger blast, a uh, two-run shot from that dude, Contreras, and then uh, Baez and Bodie go back-to-back later on in that inning. And that was really, that was it right there because uh, the game winners were the back-to-backs. That got them three and then four runs. Brewers only scored three. Uh, the Cubs did tack on a run late in the game off of uh, Devin Williams. And uh, there's your final 5-3. A rough, rough start for the start of the 2021 championship season for the crew at one and three, but maybe a worse start for Keston Hira as he is now 0 for 15 to start the campaign with eight strikeouts. Now, if that doesn't warrant, I I, I wouldn't care when that streak occurred to warrant uh, moving down in the lineup or a day off. It wouldn't matter to me if it was uh, April or July or September. I mean, you've got an 0 for 15 with eight, eight strikeouts. I mean, obviously, it, you're on a bad roll. You're not seeing the ball well. And again, as I said yesterday, I'm going to stay patient. The honeymoon is still on for me. The fact that we're fired up here uh, on a 162 baseball season, not a pandemic short in 60. Uh, the marriage was on uh, opening day on Thursday. And what a marriage it was. That was a party. Uh, Ten-inning victory, 6-5, come from behind. But since then, three consecutive losses, and I still say it's the honeymoon because it's here. So I'm still uh, in a decent mood about this. But there are a few issues and some bumps here early on here in the 21 championship season. Get to some numbers here in just a little while, and we'll see if uh, Craig Council shakes things up a little bit. 
uh, in game two tomorrow. Freddie Peralta on the hill for the crew. And again, not to put uh, a ton of pressure on Freddie, but he needs to stay competitive and keep keep the offense within striking distance for sure. And boy, what wouldn't it be nice to play with a lead once in a while here in Milwaukee? Come on, come on. Your offense can play from the lead once in a while here. Back to Keston here before we get to Craig Council. Mentioned it yesterday. And I will say this, that um, I, I, I think I may have underestimated the change that's going on with Keston Hira. And that is uh, the amount of pressure that is put onto a kid that has played 145-odd games of Major League Baseball. Not even a full season of baseball experience. And I, I, really, I really didn't look at it this way up until yesterday. That when you are counting on, you know, I call him a kid, but you're, you're counting on that player with that limited experience in the big leagues to not only be one of your two, three hitters, I mean, which is one of your best hitters in, in the lineup, but you, now you also throw onto his plate a position change. And I may, we may, and no knock on Keston because I think he's a good dude. But that might be a ton of pressure for a young baseball player. It might be. It might be. And did it overload his plate? Um, we're going to find out. There's some gamer in him to get to the level where he's at, to be drafted at the level he was drafted at, to have the success he had at the collegiate level. There's gamer in him. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's some uh, ego and some swagger and some confidence to him. But I think this game will humble you, and it may have or it may be humbling him now. We'll see if he can handle that pressure. I know uh, the defense is one thing, but you know, the offense, that shouldn't change too much. He can hit at every level, and he should hit here. I'm with that. But, hey, 0 for 15, 8 Ks. That to me, hey, let's sit and watch a baseball game, Keston. Let's just catch it from a different perspective. It would be all right. Let's get to uh, Craig Council, Brewers Fall tonight, 5-3. Hey, Craig, uh, Brent was cruising so good until that one inning. What Do you think his pitches just started getting up or they hit good pitches? What, what was your view of it? Um, no, I mean, I, I think he just, you know, threw some balls in them towards the middle of the plate. That They put they put good swings on him. Um you know, he's got to live down and he's got to live on the corners and you got to live ahead in the count. And he just got in some, uh, put some balls in some bad places. Craig, on the offensive side of the ball for your guys, it's so early and we know about small samples, but can you draw any conclusions from what you've seen so far from your hitters? Uh, no, I mean, we're, we're four games in here. Um, you know, we put together uh, that you know we didn't get we didn't get off to a good start again today. Uh, put some pressure on him, a couple innings that just kind of missing. We got a big hit from Omar tonight. Um, you know, we missed one in the in the, in the fifth there. Um, so you know, we, we I mean, I think it's more runs. We obviously need more runs, but um, you no, know, we just we haven't gotten it so far. Hey, Craig, you, you had mentioned um, 
Trevor earlier today being, being a, you know, there's a good pitcher inside him from a couple of years past. And uh, I just wanted to get your take on what he was doing so well. Omar mentioned the fact that he may have been spotting his pitches really effectively. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was his strength. I think in 18 is that it, there was very good location. Um, you know, I think especially the fastball, the ability to locate the fastball, you know, up kind of up and into the lefties. Um, and I thought his off-speed stuff, he threw a ton of strikes with his off-speed stuff today, which is, you know, something that he struggled with a little bit in the past uh, recently too. So the slider was a, was a strike more than, um, you know, it, we've seen it a little bit. So threw a lot of strikes. And that, that was, that was you know, the big takeaway tonight is he just, he just threw a ton of strikes. And, um, you know, he was, he was really good at locating his fastball. Craig, with Devin, was it just a bit of rust tonight because he hadn't gotten to a game in quite a while? Yeah, I mean, I think that was that was part of it. Um, you know, the pitch so guard, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, that, that ball's going to bounce. Um, that one's a little tough to explain. Um, but there was, yeah, he hadn't pitched, you know, this is outing five for him. Um, and and we're, we've had, he's had six days off, so that's that's not the ideal scenario to make your first appearance, but that's why we, you know, we were in a, a game, we were down and that spot. So we, we're making progress. We got him out there. You got that out of the way. Um, and on to the next one. Craig Keston tonight had some, some fastballs that he swung through that were sort of right in the zone. Um, what do you think of what you've seen from him? Not, not just these first four games, but sort of if you look at his body of work from the spring, which um, is kind of where he is at the plate right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no question tonight he swung through some – it looked to me, and without watching the video, that, uh, yeah, he, he swung through a bunch of pitches tonight in the zone. So that's, you know, that that's obviously, um, you know, those are the pitches that have to be hit. So that, he didn't have a good night tonight. Um, I don't, he, he finished the spring in a great place um, about as, you know, really as good as we've seen him in a while, the way probably the last 10 days of spring, I thought he was he swung the bat exceptionally well. So, you know, he's off to a little slow start. Um, we'll get him going. You mentioned yesterday uh, uh, about scoring against the other team's starters, you know, getting some runs early. Is that is that also an antidote to get an offense going, to let guys relax a little bit, get some score some runs early? You guys, and again, I know it's only a few games, but just haven't been scoring in the first half of the games. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, of course, I think I think it's always helps. Um, it, it's going to happen. Um, you know, I'm not. Nothing we're worried about, but I think it's it's always a challenge. Like I said, I think the other team gets to line it up a little more, um, and we, we did a nice job against and put together a good inning when we got to when we got to their bullpen. Um, but they're going to be able to line it up a little bit, so you know, and also just kind of sometimes lengthen lengthen the game for the other team as far as the, the number of guys they have to use. So. There's no question that's that's a, a better formula uh, than, than coming from behind, um, and and we'll do that. But 
in the first four games that, uh, you know, that, that we haven't uh, been very productive against the other team starters. Did that really just happen? What was he thinking? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on the fan. Yeah, I'm not going to show uh, any panic here, but the are you kidding me moment of the game here might just be where, where Craig Council is just sort of at a loss. I mean, I, I don't know what I would say, uh, but since I have this platform, I mean, what else can you say? These guys are underachieving offensively. Now, I can say it that way. He's probably never going to say it that way, but that's that's just the reality of it. They know it. I can say it, and it's fact. They're underachieving. There's no way this baseball team's offense is as bad as it has shown through four games. So from Council's perspective, what do you want him to say? What's he supposed to say? Right. You can only say they're not hitting the ball well so many different ways you know that's right you can only get away with it so many different ways <laughs> that's right so i'm in 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 a weird way i i feel for him but he makes some good money to, to answer those questions too but i'm still going to show some patience here i just don't understand how how this you know now the keston thing that that might be something that you can you know, talk about, and he did a little bit, and and he did uh, show a little bit of an indictment on to Keston Hero. Those are balls got to be hit. I mean, you're looking at dead red fastball, and you get it, and it's in the zone, and it's not like a 99 on the black. It's not like it's 99 underneath your chin. This is 89 right down the middle, Keston. I don't know what type of dead red fastball you were looking for, but there may be a flaw something there with Keston Hira. I guess I, I could say that. Also, the are you kidding me moment is Keston, yeah, he had a, another rough one. He's 0 for 15 with eight strikeouts on the season. And are you kidding me? Hey, yeah, let's get Todd in here before the break. We're going to hear from uh, Devin Williams coming up uh, before we get out of here as well because uh, that's one interesting thing that Craig did say there. And that is, it's his only, uh, you know, fifth outing. Well, whose fault is that? You know, when you think about it. You know, um, Am I Yeah, go ahead, Todd. I'll, I'll take I, you I'll, right now. Go ahead. What's happening? Uh, sorry, sorry about that. Howdy, boys. Yeah, I got a, a bunch of notes here. I got, uh, what you got? Uh, Shoot. Back, uh, if you go back to, uh, to Mike's deal uh, about the direct TV, I pay, it went up to, I pay 145 bucks a month just to watch the Brewers, so that's a, that's a pisser. And like your your uh, uh, comment was, you know, about uh, the advertisement. You know, why don't you do like the, the cigarette commercials? You know, cigarette companies did back in the day. They got customers for life. You know, they were smart about it. Um, <laughs> oh, I got that that off my chest. Uh, uh, you know, Captain here. You know, that bases loaded, one out, double play. It was awful, um, but. On the positive side of it, um, you know, I'm pretty sure the Brewers have the toughest schedule for the month of April in the MLB. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm almost positive of that. And then, you know, we listened to before Timmy when he said, uh, you know, about uh, the previous years, it's like, like Yogi Berra said, it's like, boy, I hope it's not deja vu all over again, you know, yeah. with the hitting deal. So, and that is my uh, biggest fear, that, that this is a little reminiscent of last year. And I, I find myself, Todd, and you too as a Brewers fan, Saying the same thing we said last year at the start. It was late July, and you know, uh, obviously, right. but it was the start of the season nonetheless. And we're all like, "Well, uh, Christian is going to hit. Don't worry about Christian. He never did." No, no. And it's like I, I just pray. That's why the only I posed you that question about the hitting coach. It's like you know, you can't point the finger at one guy, but does it go back to you know, Haynes or whatever it is? He's the culprit. Part of this. You know, you put the babysitter and the uh, and the, the emotional leader and all that, and, and maybe he's not doing it. You know, when, uh, uh, gosh, who left? Uh, the two guys have left for uh, Cincinnati. You know, they seem to be on the right path then. And then took, they both left and kind of went downhill a bit. So I, I still got faith. I, I think they have to it's up the schedule in April. But, uh, you know, if, if, if the Cubs cream them and we go down to St. Louis and they're wiped out, ugh. Yeah, that know. that will not be, be good. Deal. You're gonna, you, yeah. All right, Todd. Thanks for the call. You're gonna have to, you know, muscle up. Uh, the mark of a great team is winning when you're not playing well. Because you still get you you minimize the the extended losing streaks and and you get you you break it up a little bit and uh, you you find one once in a while. But I will say that uh, this offense is better than they're showing. A grand total of 11 runs through the four games. Two home runs. Let's see here. Three. Four extra base hits. And let's see. 37 innings of baseball. 37 innings of offense. Four. The Cubs got four extra base hits in the span of the fourth and the start of the fifth inning in tonight's game alone. I mean, that, now bad luck is part of this. I understand that. Baseball is like that. You know, when, when, it, when it rains, it pours. You don't get the breaks. Uh, so I, I understand that part of it, but good gosh. You know, you've had four extra base hits all year. <laughs> That's averaging one a game. <laughs> Today's era of baseball, got to do a little bit better. He knows that, and they, Craig knows that, and they will, and I believe they will. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Get a break in here uh, if you want to jump in here. Yeah, a little frustrated, a little bit. Now, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a panic mode uh, quite yet, uh, but I will say that, uh, and I'm not picking on Keston Hira. Uh, certainly not, because I, cause I like him, and I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure. Am I making excuses for Keston Hira? Yeah, I think I am. I do. And I think they're decent ones, and I think they're valid. He hasn't even played one full season in Major League Baseball. And a position change. And one of your thumpers. It's a lot of pressure. It, it just is. That, that's the reality of it. He is a human being. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen and a Brewers lost. Uh, yeah, that team, 5-3 the final. We'll come right back. We'll hear from Devin Williams in just a bit. You're listening to 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station.
Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app today to listen to 1250 AM, The Fan, and Odyssey Station. At Menard, save big money in your next project with 11% off everything. Keep your family and home safe with a Swan security camera. Swan cameras connect to your Wi-Fi so you can monitor activity from your smartphone. An indoor-outdoor battery-operated Wi-Fi camera is $99.99 after 11% rebate. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through April 10th. Savings are a million rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Hey, Milwaukee Bucks fans. Get ready for game day at home with Pick and Save. Shop in-store or online to score deals on your basket. Save more when you use digital coupons and Pick and Save free pickup with orders of $35 or more. However you plan to celebrate this basketball season, start with Pick and Save, the official grocer of your Milwaukee Bucks. Visit PickandSave.com. That's PickandSave.com. Let's go Bucks! Odyssey is all the audio that matters to you. Listen on your smart speaker or voice-assisted device. Amazon Echo, Google Nest, Sonos, Apple HomePod. It's so easy to play your favorites at your command, hands-free. All kinds of music from all over the country. Top 40, rock, R&B, country, alternative, and more. Sports talk and coverage from all the leagues. News from coast to coast. It's all here. Just ask your smart speaker to play your favorite station. Explore a universe of audio. Odyssey. It's not our mistakes that define us. It's how we respond to them, how we grow from them. And when things do go wrong, sometimes we need help to make them right. That's when it's time to turn to the law firm of Kim and Lavoie. Attorneys Julius Kim and Jonathan Lavoie have been recognized among Wisconsin's best in both drunk driving and criminal defense by judges, prosecutors, and lawyers from across the state. Their team, can provide the guidance and support you need to put your mistakes behind you and move forward with your life. We can never change the past, but we can move on to the future smarter, stronger, and a little better prepared to face whatever tomorrow holds. Kim and Lavoy, your best defense in both drunk driving and criminal defense. Learn more at KimandLavoy.com. Looking to renovate a tired kitchen or bathroom? Considering an addition because you love your neighborhood? Well, look no further than a Great Midwest Bank renovation loan. Hi, it's John Reitz, and today's tight housing market has more folks looking for creative solutions to fix up what they already own. Our low-cost, low-down payment renovation options might be just the answer you've been looking for. You'll appreciate our mobile mortgage application and low-priced, locally-serviced products. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. Great Midwest Bank, your simply local, equal housing, and renovation lender. Milwaukee's premier venues for your corporate event, party, or wedding. The Pabst Theater, Riverside Theater, and Turner Hall Ballroom. Historic venues, legendary events. Visit pabsttheatergrouprentals.com for details. Hi, this is Susan Hiller from Hiller Ford on Highway 100 in Franklin. If you're thinking of buying a used car, you'll want to check out our simple, no-haggle pricing. We have a huge selection, and every vehicle is clearly marked. It's all on our website at hillerford.com. The Bart Winkler Morning Show. Lots to get to Tuesday morning. Brewers and Cubs underway. The Bucks head to Golden State. We'll have an NCAA championship game review, but it all takes a backseat. How did Rodgers do as the host of Jeopardy? Join us each weekday morning, 6 to 10 on The Fan. 
Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Crew falls tonight 5-3. They lose again. That's what we call a losing streak. They win on Thursday, and they haven't uh, won since. They uh, lose game one of this three-game set uh, to the Chicago Cubs. I hate saying that. You guys know that. Uh, offense will get it together. I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that. Uh, last year, uh, just and, and again, a, a crazy pandemic-shortened season last year. Uh, they did make the playoffs, and, and, and I do. Uh, that accounts for something. It does. Guys, it does, because the other teams played by the same rules, too, and they didn't. So the Brewers did, and we count it as the, the third consecutive playoff appearance. But in terms of the offense, last year they led the league in strikeouts as a team. They were 12th of 15 teams in the National League with a batting average of 223. Runs scored in all of baseball, 26th of the 30 teams in baseball in runs scored. It was pretty pathetic. As you guys know, uh, 13th of 15 teams in the National League with OPS. Now, fast forward to uh, this spring, and we think the, we'd say the worm turns. Okay, well, maybe it did in uh, Cactus League action. They were second in the major leagues in home runs, third best in RBIs, third best in OPS, and fourth best best in runs scored, 11th in walks, 13th in batting average. Pretty impressive numbers for this offense. That's Cactus League. Now they're scoring through four games here in the 2021 championship season less than three runs a game. Okay, it's only four games. I'm, like I said, I'm still living the honeymoon. Baseball is back. So is Devin Williams. And Eric Sogard made him pay, and and at least I didn't hear, I guess, yet. The old adage of a good pitch. <laughs> people hate when Austin people hate when I talk about this, and and I think I, I get a lot of people that disagree with this that you can throw a good pitch, uh, and it can and, and it can end up a home run. I don't agree with that. And no, if, I am, it was, if it was hit for a home run, it wasn't a good pitch. Okay, fair enough. But I have never agreed with that. I, I have not, I've been very consistent with this from day one. The bottom line is to win a baseball game, you have to have good results. And uh, the results have to be there because it's, it's based on that result of winning baseball games. And when you throw a good pitch, it means it's in an effort to help you win that baseball game. A good pitch also results in something negative happening to the offense. Uh, that uh, pitch to Eric Sogard, uh-uh, don't care what anyone says, not a good pitch. Guys, it was an RBI triple. That I'm, I'm sorry. That, that just, it just, I shouldn't have to apologize for that philosophy. Especially to Sogard of all, all people. Well, he was looking for the change, and that's the thing. Devin Williams is going to have to readjust. I mean, he's just outstanding. And what a bright future the kid has, no question. Um, minuscule ERA, reliever of the year, 
rookie of the year, allowed one earned run last year <laughs> in, in, in the entire season. He allowed that in his first appearance tonight. Let's hear from Devin Williams after the Brewers' loss. Devin, just how relieved are you that that turned out okay with Contreras? He popped up pretty quick. I mean, yeah. Uh, it wasn't my intention, obviously, but uh, I'm glad he's okay. Hey, Devin, uh, first time out there this this season. What were your thoughts on the uh, on the outing? Um, definitely could have been worse, but not my best work. Um, you know, knocking some of the rust off. Just getting back out there, you know, feeling the adrenaline, all of that. So it was a solid first outing. It seemed like Eric um, hit a really good pitch uh, for, the, for that for that hit against you. What did you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I thought it executed. I don't know. I haven't looked at the video yet. Um, you know, just tip your cap. Devin, Craig pointed out that this is just your fifth appearance overall. I mean – I know physically you feel like you're fine with the shoulder, but are you still feeling your your way on the mound and getting your command back and all of that? I mean, I'm not going to make any excuses for the way I pitched. Um, You know, I expect better from myself. I'm not going to use the amount of innings or outings that I've had as an excuse. So I need to be better for my team. Um, They put me in that spot for a reason, and I need to get the job done regardless. How are you feeling right now, Devin? Do you feel okay? Feel strong? Yeah, I'm good. Good to go. Just ready to get back out there. Devin, for the team right now, do things just feel a little disjointed early? Just it, it seems like you guys haven't had a game yet where everything came together. Yeah. Um I would agree with that. You know, we haven't put together really a full ball game yet, but we're four games into it. So we have 157 more to go, whatever it is. So we got time to figure it out. How much does that change things this year, Devin, where it's no longer this sprint where everything is magnified? You have a regular normal baseball season ahead of you. Yeah. Um, I mean, no one's hitting the panic button yet, that's for sure, um, which was probably a different scenario last year with it being only 60 games. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still getting used to each other, you know, still still learning to play together, still trying to put together a complete game from, from the first inning to the ninth. So, you know, we're still working. All right, anybody else with Devin? Are you, Devin, are you hoping to like to get right back out there even to, as early as tomorrow night, or do you have to be careful with that right now until you build up? Um, I don't have that answer for you, but yes, I'd like to get back out there. Okay, there he is, Devin Williams, and uh, hmm, I'm not convinced he's fully healthy based on his answers. I mean, I'm not going to diagnose from a distance. But it seemed a little dodgy to me. And, and I know this through experience, Austin. You, you've been down there with me. You, you, can, you can ask these players, and this has happened to me. Multiple a handful times. of times. A handful of times. Are you healthy? Everything good? Bop, feeling great. 100%. Feel, feel great. 
that day or the next morning would be, yeah, there's a little, yeah, he would have suffered a little uh, strain, a little shoulder thing, a little fatigue going on. I just asked him. So I, you, you have to be very specific in that, and I applaud, you know, Sophia and then Tom for, for following up with that. Uh, but he, uh, mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't explain uh, just the four outings uh, throughout uh, spring training. Maybe that's some explanation. Maybe this outing here is a little bit of an, some explanation. When he was asked if he was okay, it was like, hey, uh, they put me in a position here to get the job done. I didn't get the job done, and I'm going to get the job done. I don't know. Just saying. Just saying. We'll see. Just keep that in your hip pocket uh, as we move forward. Again, I uh, let's we'll take a break here. We'll, we'll try and find some time to get in uh, Omar Narvaez because uh, he had the big blast tonight, three-run home run. That was sweet to see. He is off to a nice start. That's a good sign. Another guy, J.P. Fireisen, really off to a great start. That is key as well as, as you take a look at that back end of that bullpen you get Devin Williams, Josh Hader, and you get these guys setting them up. J.P. Fireisen. How about that? River Falls native. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Brewers fall in game one of the three games set down in Chicago. 5-3 the final. We'll be right back. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It is an Odyssey station. From the hardcore sports better to the first-timer, BetQL will help you make more informed decisions. That's right. It's not a betting app. It's a tool to give you an edge over the sports books. They crunch the numbers so you don't have to. BetQL. Be smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. So for over 35 years, Donovan and Jorgensen Heating and Cooling, they've been serving our community. And they want you to know now's the time to get on that calendar for your air conditioning maintenance checkup. They'll come out, make sure your central air is ready to be turned on when you need your air conditioning the most. They also want you to know about a great financing program. Ask them about the 0% for 36 months on qualifying new equipment. Great payment option. Go to DonovanJorgensen.com. That's DonovanJorgensen.com. Love sports? Love culture? Well, I've got a brand new podcast called Take Line from Crooked Media, hosted by me, Jason Concepcion, and two-time WNBA champion Renee Montgomery. From the games to the players to the issues happening both on and off the court, we'll be tackling the important political and social issues happening in sports head on. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so follow and subscribe on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting engaged has changed. Used to be the guy picked out an engagement ring he liked, hoping she'd like it too. Today, the future bride will simply text pictures of exactly what she wants to her man, who smartly texts them to us. The jewelry center then gives them options between traditionally mined and lab-grown diamonds. Then, custom makes their engagement ring. No extra charge. One text for what's next. The jewelry center. Three Milwaukee locations. Hi, this is John McAlpine with Jana King. Are you tired of working for someone else? Now is the time to start working for your own future by becoming a Jana King franchisee. Jana King offers initial and ongoing training, operational support, and initial business to get you started quickly. There is no better time to become a business owner than now. With the demand for cleaning and disinfecting growing as more businesses reopen, the opportunity is huge. Call Jana King today at 262-780-0300 or visit us at JanaKing.com. Jana King. 
the king of clean. Today is your game day. Every day, really. Either you're working, you're taking care of the kids, you're cleaning the house, doing yard work. Now reward yourself with going to Robert's Specialty Meats. You don't need some fancy gourmet dinner out. We're hearty here in Wisconsin and simply want to enjoy the best in quality meats from this old-time butcher shop. From hand-cut ribeye steaks or USDA prime tenderloins to their legendary ribs on a stick ready in just minutes at the end of the day, Roberts has the choices to make dinner time the best time for your family. Try their marinated chicken skewers in several awesome flavors, including barbecue, garlic parmesan, Door County cherry, chili lime, or sun-dried tomato. Or try their Kinnikinick whiskey beef Skiers, check out these and other distinctive treats at Robert Specialty Meats, located at Sunset and East in Waukesha, or visit them at Robert Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. Robert Specialty Meats, your hometown butcher. Hey, it's former Packer Gary Ellison coming up on the next Wendy's Big Show. Gary will talk more about Aaron Rodgers' comments to Pat McAfee, and we'll check with former Bucks GM now with the Warriors, Larry Harris. He'll join us at 10.35. It's the Wendy's Big Show weekday morning starting at 10, only on the fan. Radio.com is now Odyssey. Download the Odyssey app and listen to 1250 AM, the fan. All the music, news, sports, and podcasts that move you. Or news, sports, music, and podcasts. Or sports, news, music, and podcasts. Hey, this is Mike McGivern alongside my good friend Jeff Soley. Hey, Jeff, when it was time to do some work at your house in New Berlin, we had a discussion about J&J contractors. I recommended them, and that was a really good call for you. It was a good call, Mike. We did some looking around, had a couple of contractors over, uh, but in the end, we picked J&J. It was a really big project. We did everything on the outside of the house. Um, new siding, wrapped all the windows, new windows. We had the fascia and the gutters all done, had a metal roof put on, new garage door. Basically, now we've got just a brand new old house. Jeff, you talked about where you live in a cul-de-sac that not too many people come by and walk, but now all of a sudden the neighbors are coming back and walking and looking at the project. Yeah, and I'm working at home. My office overlooks the street, so I get to see all of these people that I don't know on my cul-de-sac that I've never seen, and they're all just standing there rubbernecking at my house. That's Jeff Soley. Thanks a lot, Jeff. JJ Contractors LLC.com. JJ Contractors LLC.com. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half man, half motorcycle. In life, there's no stopping. Don't stop. But if you do, make sure no one is behind you. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $79 a year. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Professional truck drivers, Schneider has more driving opportunities for more lifestyles. Personalize your career by choosing the freight type and driving style that work for you. Dozens of options available, including new dedicated accounts with consistent miles and predictable home time. Enjoy more career paths, steady weekly paychecks, and comprehensive benefits, including a 401k plan with a leading company match. Get a better driving job now and a brighter future at SchneiderJobs.com. That's SchneiderJobs.com. 
Has this ever happened to you after you've been divorced? Jim, I just want to let you know that the kids and I will be moving to New York so I can get a better job. What do the kids think about it? They're super excited. They've always wanted to live in a bigger city. I tell you what, how about if they spend a couple months each summer with you? Well, I guess if that makes them happy. So I'll call the lawyer so we can make this official. No need to do that. Don't you trust me? Let's fast forward to the following summer. I know I told you that you could have them for a couple of months, but they really had their hearts set on doing stuff in New York, so I'll let you have them for a week. Are you kidding me? That wasn't the agreement. I knew I should have went to see my lawyers with this before I agreed to this deal with you. You see, it's not about trust. It's about doing things the right way and making sure to get any agreement in writing. You don't want to regret it later when it's too late. Don't settle working with a law firm that takes a one-size-fits-all approach to all your unique cases. The law offices of Thomas Marola will treat you like an individual. To set up your consultation, please call 414-327-5800. That's 414-327-5800. Or go to MarolaLaw.com. Looking to renovate a tired kitchen or bath? Considering an addition because you love your neighborhood? Well, look no further than a Great Midwest Bank renovation loan. Hi, it's John Reitz, and today's tight housing market has more folks looking for creative solutions to fix up what they already own. Our low-cost, low-down payment renovation options might be just the answer you've been looking for. You'll appreciate our mobile mortgage application and low-priced, locally-serviced products. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. Great Midwest Bank, your simply local, equal housing, and renovation lender. The Bart Winkler Morning Show. Lots to get to Tuesday morning. Brewers and Cubs underway. The Bucs head to Golden State. We'll have an NCAA championship game review, but it all takes a backseat. How did Rodgers do as the host of Jeopardy? Join us each weekday morning, 6 to 10 on The Fan. The game's over, and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Dial him up now at 414-799-1250. Or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Yeah, another loss. That's three consecutive, but uh, they'll bounce right back tomorrow, right? The offense will just get off the mat and, and put up seven, eight, nine runs. Yeah, have a couple of crooked number innings and then just go on to a victory. I'm crossing my fingers. But we are happy baseball is back and we get to have these conversations Again, for the 16th year after uh, Brewers baseball. That's pretty cool. Apparently, Baylor's the uh, champion, right? So, Gonzaga went the whole season undefeated until tonight. Is that right, That Austin? is correct. Baylor, uh, the Baylor Bears, I believe it is, are your 2021 yep. NCAA champions. Wow. Okay. So, not a very close game the- either. I did not win the bracket pool then. Had Gonzaga won, I would have won the bracket pool I was in, <laughs> being the mm-hmm. college uh, basketball expert that I am. And I went on, i got to be honest, I went with your guy, Don Wachillis, gave me a couple of uh, uh, sleeper picks. Guy knows and, what he's talking about. Yeah, he does. He certainly does. You can catch the college sports show uh, tomorrow night at 6 right here on The Fan. Let's get a couple of words in here after this Brewers loss. Uh, five three the three a three run home run from Omar Narvaez. Here's Omar after the game. Why things changed so dramatically for Brett in that uh, the inning with the home runs? I think uh, in some point he got kind of flat, so I wasn't really sinking the ball. He was more round than flat than sink, and uh, we weren't able to lo- locate a changeup today. So you know it's easier when you. Uh, no, forget about a pitch and, and you're looking for just one pitch in particular. Uh, 
Hey, Omar, what, what led to uh, your success at the plate tonight? It seems like uh, Trevor Williams uh, was a problem for the rest of the lineup today. No, I'm just trying to do the same approach that we already talked. Uh, I see the ball deeper, trying to not do too much and, and you know, play for the team, you know, trying to do what we need to do. Was, it, was there anything that you were hearing in the dugout about uh, what was making him so effective for the Cubs? I mean, what do you mean, like uh, hitting or catching? No, uh, tr- uh, the Cubs starter. Like, what, what was making him so effective? Like, were guys saying anything on the way back to the dugout or anything? Uh, like you know, uh, it was kind of spotting, you know, the pitches. You know, um, we have two tough nights because Rio was good and, and Tyler was good too. So, uh, it's nothing that he was kind of leaving balls in the middle, which is spotting things. So it's not make it easier to hit. Omar, Omar, surprised that the offense has struggled to score runs in these first few games. Um, I don't know. I mean, we just—I mean, our guys are working hard. I mean, it's not like we we haven't stopped working. It's just—it's not—it's not happening right now. But it will happen. I think uh, I'm really confident in our team, and I think. Uh, you know, everybody gonna come together. Hey, Omar, on on Devin Williams, that was kind of like an uncharacteristic um, outing for him. Do you, do you kind of think that that was maybe just rust for him, as you know, somebody who hasn't pitched in a you know that was his first outing of the season, so he hasn't really pitched in spring training. Um, I mean, I don't really what to tell you because uh, he looks good to me and just. You know, one or two pitches that I mean, the one to Sogar, it was really good pitch. You just, you just get it, you know. Um, and they walk, you know. But this is baseball. You know, we never know what's gonna happen. Um, we just control what we, we can control, and, and we keep moving forward. Yeah, and there he is, Omar Narvaez. I like him a lot, guys. I liked him last year. Uh, it didn't translate to. Uh, a lot of good results, but he is a far better baseball player than, than we saw last year. And we're seeing a little bit of that at the start here. It's good to see uh, Omar Narvaez is going to be a big part of the success here of the Brewers 2021 championship season. However, got to disagree with him on that good pitch thing. Yeah, the one Sogard hit for that RBI triple. That's pretty good for Sogard. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that was good for the other end. Freddie Peralta takes to the mound, and he could use a little bit of a deeper outing here as the Brewers. You you look at uh, what Josh Lindblom pitched yesterday, a couple of innings. You look at uh, Rasmussen. He had, what, 35, 40 pitches yesterday. And Fire Eisen has uh, pitched three of the four games here. Again, it wouldn't surprise me that they make a roster move to get another arm in here in the next 24 hours or less. We'll see about that. Yeah. Um, but the the key there is who's going to be out in the position player group. Uh, that's up to council and that uh, David Stearns and Matt Arnold uh, front office. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow after the last pitch as you make the switch right here. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Uh, Austin, uh, thanks for hanging out tonight. Although we just, Always a pleasure. Yeah, I got the one blast there from Omar Narvaez, but there'll they'll be more to come. I'm, we, I'm still overjoyed that baseball is back in, in full form here, 162. 
Uh, we get time for adjustments and streaks and the whole nine yards. So looking forward to that. 16 years of post-game coverage. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. See you tomorrow night and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Odyssey is your new home for all the audio that matters to you. Download the Odyssey app today to listen to 1250 AM, The Fan, and Odyssey Station. Hey, Bobby, I haven't seen you in a while. What have you been up to? I've been working a lot. Really? I thought you were laid off. Did you get a new job? Sort of. I decided to open my own business. I'm an expediter for Young Express. Really? What's an expediter? I drive. I pick up freight in my van from one business and deliver it to another. I travel all over. Every day is different. Wow. Is it difficult? Not at all. It's all loaded in the van for me, so all I have to do is drive. Well, that sounds simple, but you said you have your own business. That's right. I'm an independent contractor, so I can work as much or as little as I want. But I found out you need to put in the time if you want to be successful. Well, that sounds right up my alley. I want to do that. How can I find out more? Just call Young Express and they'll give you all the details. Or check them out at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success drives us. This is Jeff Standifer, President and CEO of Citizens Bank. As a big sports fan and a proud supporter of our communities, I'm excited to have Citizens Bank sponsoring the Varsity Blitz High School Coaches Show. Like our high school coaches, Citizens Bank believes in teamwork and giving 100% at all times. And like our high school coaches, our goal is to help you cross your goal line. Visit our website at citizenbank.bank or like us on social media. Citizens Bank is member FDIC and an equal housing lender. WSSP Milwaukee, your home to talk Wisconsin sports. Regular sports, football, stuff like that. Really, really enjoy listening to you guys. 12.50 a.m., The Fan, a radio.com sports station. Yes, you heard it. Courtesy of the Westwood One NCAA Radio Network, Baylor wins their first championship. They were in the 48-1948 championship. This was their first Final Four since 1950, but they finally bring home a championship one, for a generation one. who didn't see any of those damn teams. The majority of us didn't see any of those damn teams. Nobody saw Baylor playing in 1948. And let's be clear, folks. Tonight's game was an ass-whooping. It was a beatdown. It was the type of game that anyone who's a basketball fan did not want to see. Because let's face it. How many of us, how many people legitimately sat down and watched Baylor and Gonzaga all year long? Gonzaga losing their first game of the season 31, excuse me, their record 31-1 and now. The last team to go undefeated was Indiana in 1976 and Baylor coming out on top to win their first national championship. The majority of us, including myself, this is the time of year where you really start drilling into college basketball. This is the time of year where you really start going, oh, well, damn, who the hell is that guy? Because I can watch in and pop in and out and see highlights of Jalen Suggs. But to see Jalen Suggs just start 
to completely dominate UCLA on Saturday? No, I didn't see that all year long. I didn't see Gonzaga just beating up on teams. I didn't see Drew Timmy looking like Kevin McHale on Saturday when when they went out there and, and, and beat UCLA in, in overtime. Jalen Suggs hitting big three-pointers. And so this is the type of game tonight that you just had to look at and say, you know what? I guess Saturday was good enough. Saturday was an amazing enough game that watching a blowout tonight is passable because Baylor got out to a 19-point lead. They wasted no time. Davion Mitchell, who's going right into the NBA, Got things started quickly, 15 points, knocking down mid-range jumpers. Jared Butler continued to be lights out from three. He, he, he went four of nine from downtown to score 22 points. Macy Oteague went out there, 19 points. And Jalen Suggs for Gonzaga, 22. Drew Timmy, 12. Chris Kispert, he had 12 points. He only knocked down two of his seven three-pointers and Three-pointers is what the hell he does. And it's pretty interesting. Every single player that I just mentioned to you will no doubt be drafted into the NBA in the summertime. But all good things got to come to an end. If you ask me, I think Gonzaga was pretty damn worn out. I think every ounce of energy, just whether it be physical or emotion, emotional, it was pretty much left on that court when Gonzaga took on UCLA because Baylor stepped out onto that court and they ran them off of that court. It was like watching a game in the street. It was like watching a game in a high school gym. It was like stepping into your gym. It's like stepping into the gym at LA fitness and watching one crew come in and just annihilate a team that's been running game all afternoon. And so congratulations to Baylor. Congratulations to head coach Scott Drew and congratulations to, to all of their players. Baylor's been bombing away three-pointers all season long, knocking down 41% of these shots and now they have an opportunity to go back to Texas, probably have a muted celebration due to COVID, uh, but from all indications, what we've seen from their fans, what we've seen from their students is that they're probably having a good-ass time tonight And it's well-deserved. And I think this is well-deserved for everyone associated with the NCAA. No, this isn't the only champions that were crowned. If you think about Sunday night, Stanford, they outlasted or they, they held off an attack from Arizona, who was an underdog by themselves, and they won the championship. So we got two champions here. We got Baylor on the men's side. We have Stanford on the women's side. And, and everybody has pretty much had to deal with just ridiculous circumstances. Stanford, all year long, on the women's side, they've basically had to be a, a, a road team all year long due to COVID. They were basically away all season long. And, oh, yeah, by the way, this is a college team. These aren't professionals, by the way. Mind you, they did not get paid. You got to think about Baylor. Baylor went through a stretch where they were actually on pause as well due to COVID. You got to think about Michigan, who was already eliminated by by UCLA uh, last week. 
I mean, damn it, Michigan went three damn weeks without playing a, a basketball game. And so here we got through a season. We got through a tournament. We only had one stoppage. We had one cancellation uh, with VCU due to COVID. And we got through the year. This college basketball season, the first Final Four, the first championship game, the first championship weekend, the first March Madness in two years, I got to consider this a success. This was a victory. We had some amazing games. We had some amazing comebacks. We've had some beatdowns, including the national championship game tonight. But you got to give the NCAA, and not so much the NCAA, but you got to give the players some credit. You got to give these young men and these young women some credit for what they endured, what they accomplished, uh, the fact that they wanted to go out and play, that they dealt with the protocols. We didn't hear about anybody complaining. Uh, the, the, the dumbest thing I've heard from a head coach was the, the woman's head coach from Baylor who said, oh, we've gotten this far with uh, COVID testing. We might as well scrap it now. Let's just fly in the wind. Not realizing that, yeah, the, the, the Washington Nationals had to stop playing baseball due to COVID. They couldn't even start. And that there's a hockey team, the Canucks right now, who have a, a, a COVID outbreak of 20 folks in the entire team. And so, yeah, that, that, that sounded like an excellent idea to just stop testing for COVID. I'm glad that her idea went in one ear and out the other because it was a pretty ridiculous idea. And so everyone is due some credit here. But what else is new? The NCAA has some work to do. Not only have they put on this college basketball tournament and made buckets of money because these games have aired on TNT and TBS and True TV. It's aired in apps. It's aired on our station. It's CBS. They made their money. But the NCAA, they've also admitted, yeah, we can do a better job communicating. So our women aren't stretching out on, you know, yoga mats while the men get full facilities to train and work out. I think the NCAA still also at the same time, they still have hidden under the cover of COVID to delay a decision to actually allow these student athletes to get paid off of their name, their image and their likeness. This was something that the NCAA said that they would have some type of resolution for last year heading into this year. But they said, oh, yeah, it's COVID. So we have to delay the decision on how we do it. And, oh, yeah, we'll ask the government how we should pay or allow our pay our players to make money. So we just saw a national champion crown. Congratulations to Baylor. I was hoping for a closer game. No one wants to see a blowout. No one wants to see an ass kicking in a championship game. But it is what it is. This is the nature of the game. And sometimes you just know you play the game. Sometimes it's the outcome that you'll get. And so I want to give the players who had to go out on the road, who had to deal with unusual conditions, the players who did not get paid, the players who had to also wrap all of this around their schoolwork, whatever the hell their schoolwork entails, I have no idea. My understanding from every 
professional athlete or, or student athlete I've spoken to, especially at the college basketball and football level, has always told me that sports has generally come first and the academics have generally come second. But kudos to the players for dealing and working through all of this. And the NCAA, congratulations on putting on the tournament. There's still a whole lot of work to be done. Super producer Stu Kovacs, I, I want to ask you, like, what is your thought process on just the NCAA and, and, and how we have just gotten through this season? Yeah, I, I'm impressed. I honestly thought uh, at the start of the season it was going to be a struggle. Uh, we got through most of the season, a few hiccups throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the sport. But even going into the tournament, I thought you know there would be issues popping up, and there was only really the one issue. It was only the the VCU issue. So the fact they got through this whole tournament really, to me, is so impressive. And and all the credit to them and the student athletes and the coaches and the teams. But yeah, I'm really impressed to say the least. Yeah, I am I am I am eagerly waiting to see what next season looks like. We got sports now. We got fans and stands. The NFL has made it clear by the time we get to the end of this season, we get to the conclusion of this year. The NFL Roger Goodell's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm expecting to have full stadiums." You know, are we going to have full arenas? It's one thing to stick you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90,000 people outside, I'd guess. Who knows what the situation looks like when we want to talk about arenas of, you know, eight to 20,000. That could be a different situation, a different scenario. But I guess it's just a matter of, of, of how many people continue to get vaccinated across the United States of America that have to deal with the rates of positivity, et cetera. And we'll just have to see. But college basketball, as we know it, is going to continue to change. Because we saw plenty of NBA draft prospects tonight. You saw a lot of players running around that you will see in the NBA pulling up on Jays, commanding franchises, hitting three-pointers. I tweeted after Jalen Suggs just almost went out there and, and not almost won, but did win that game for Gonzaga on Saturday night. I said that on Tuesday. Right now, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they just need to sign Jalen to a contract. And, yes, we know that's not how it goes, but he's going to be running a franchise. He's going to be running a team, regardless of whether his destiny is to come off. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.